Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish-Sussman, every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey, Ben. Hey, Almost Famous audience. Hi, Ash. How's it going? I'm pretty decent. How are you? Wait, you can't say you're pretty decent. I want an honest answer. What makes it pretty decent? I'm pretty decent. (laughs) Yeah, like, so what's good, what's bad? 
Um, I've had a great week. Well, when I say I've had a great week, I had an improved, a vastly improved week this week. So it was very exciting. I was able to go three days without taking Zofran. Um, yeah. So I got, I went to a bachelorette party, the tamest bachelorette party of all time. Um, so like, I feel, I felt like my most normal. So it was very exciting. That's great. Well, I'm 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 really happy to hear that. Thanks. And now you get to to um go into not normal starting tomorrow. Yes, right. So, little updates just so everybody knows. If you hear any background noise, um tomorrow I do go into surgery at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. So, everybody's thoughts and prayers would be great cuz I want to come back and be healthy and ready to go for the wedding and just for life. Uh but it's just an ACL surgery, so it's not like a big deal. Um but right now because tomorrow uh, I'm in surgery uh, and the bathroom at this house has been getting redone. There's a cleaning crew up kind of like cleaning up all the old stuff. So if you hear any banging, oh. that's what's going on. Oh, we remember when you told us about this bathroom. I don't know if it was on air or not, but apparently if I'm sorry, you guys, if you're hearing this again, because I don't remember whether or not we said it on air or not. But but Ben had one of those weird houses that have carpeting in mm-hmm. the bathroom. Yeah. And s- supposedly there was like particles of of former house owners. In yeah, it. <laughs> there was. You know what else I did this week? Uh, I put out the handheld carpet cleaner and I got down like. So all the stains, I think the the past owners of the house had like animals and stuff. I got down my hands and knees and I did that this week. I'm like, well, this house is as clean as can be going into surgery time, which is awesome. But yeah, we had carpet in the bathroom, which is super weird. So it's getting redone. Uh, there'll be more updates. Jessica's better at updating people than I am. So you can like get on her Instagram if you want to see how it looks. I, I, I really like it. It's coming together good. And we're close. We're so close. But life's good, Ash. Surgery tomorrow. Going to hang out. People ask me what I'm going to do during surgery. I plan on sleeping a lot. I plan on um, watching a lot of football, which I know you and I both love to do. And uh, I plan on reading uh, a couple books. Um, But I always plan on reading and that sometimes works out, sometimes doesn't. Anyways, hey, uh, Ashley, also I plan on watching some more Paradise. I think it's going to be a good way to pass the time. You do have four hours a week of it, so. Four hours Actually, a week. starting next week, doesn't it go down to one episode again? I don't I don't know it would have to because, they're, I mean, they've done a good job this season. I am going to say I, I like this season. We're going to talk a lot about it. But there has been moments where you're like, I don't really need to be watching this. Like, this doesn't feel like it feels like they're stretching out content a little uh, longer than needed. <laughs> Except for this week. This week was, was amazing. Enthralled. Oh my God, Ben. I I just can't believe what good television this week was. Jared normally doesn't watch with me. He gets like the weirdest anxiety with Paradise. Yeah. Like he he puts himself back there again. He starts having like all these thoughts about like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did that. So it stresses him out, but man, he watched this entire episode with me because he was compelled, as was I. Oh, it is. Uh, it would go down, and and I'm always a little bit more dramatic than most. I would say this week's Paradise episode would go down as a top five most enjoyable watching experience for me, at least on Paradise, maybe uh, on maybe the show. Maybe all time. Yeah. yeah, maybe of the whole general show. Now, I feel bad saying that because it's as at the expense of Natasha mm. and even at the, like the, the emotions, like I feel bad because 
whatever's between Kendall and Joe and what has been between Kendall and Joe, like, because there's so much emotion, Mm -hmm. it makes for great TV. Like, all these relationships that have formed off camera, when you get tastes of it on camera, that's what makes for the best TV. I would agree with that. I don't feel bad. Uh, I'll say that. You don't feel bad because Natasha is is so much better off without Brendan? Yeah, I would say, like... If, if it was, like, coming, like, if lives were getting destroyed, um, now I don't know how Brendan's, I mean, he'll be fine, right? Like, everybody is fine coming out of this. Give it a while. Like, I mean, I think he even said it when he was sitting on the bed. He's like, oh, everybody's going to hate me for a couple months, and then they're going to be, like, all about. But anyway, we're going to get into that. I would say I didn't hate watching it because the Kendall Joe situation um, felt like they both needed it. It felt like it was a healthy conversation. I don't know where it goes, but it was... It was intriguing for me to watch, and I don't think either side was feeling a personal pain, like hurt, like, like what? No, no. Listen, listen. Okay. A personal hurt, like they were feeling less than, like it was a, a like it was a, a personal jab at them. Their character wasn't being questioned. It was a pain of like, hey, I miss you, and I don't know how to deal with this, which is a really healthy conversation to have, especially given their environment and who they are as people. So. It was painful to watch because I know there was pain involved in the motion, but there didn't feel like there was pain. Like, I think both parties did a good job at not making the other person feel less than and more hurt within that conversation. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But there was still so much pain to that conversation, especially coming from Kendall's angle. But we always talk about, Ashley, the things that we don't like watching and the things that hurt are like the bullying, where it feels like people are (laughs) like, they're like people on the show are getting like, like personally attacked or yeah. uh the things that you know we don't love watching people's lives just like combust on television most of the time um because it's like this is gonna suck for you afterwards like people are gonna ask you about this on the street this i don't fe- know i feel like that was kind of what it was with brendan like holy crap you are digging yourself further and further and it is so entertaining because you can't stop Well, we're going to dive into that because I have a lot of feelings. I know Ashley definitely has a lot of feelings on that. I know you all listening have a lot of feelings on that. Let's take a break here, Ashley. When we come back, we're going to break down Bachelor headlines for the week. And then we're going to do a deep dive. Just you and I, because we needed, this is such a big episode that we needed the two of us to go back to the old days for a second and break it down right here on Almost Famous. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's just start off with the first scene. 
Kendall comes in. She's looking for Joe. Joe's with Serena. And, you know, Kendall sits down with Joe on, like, the first, the bed that they first had a conversation with in Paradise. I know that we just said it was about us, but Jared has so much to say that I had to invite him into the conversation. Ben, do you mind? You guys take it away. No, we're not taking it away. It's just that Jared has so much to say about Joe That's and Kendall. That's true. I always love Jared's you do. insight. So I would just love to sit back and hear Jared go off here for a second. Okay, let me let me lead into it for the two of you, though. Um, Kendall walks on the beach. She's looking for Joe. Jared, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? What is your opinion on this situation? He has so many feelings That's because he loves them both listen, so Listen, they're just both two incredible people that didn't work out in a relationship. That's what's so difficult. Like, fast forward to the Brendan and Tasha thing. Brendan obviously is in the wrong. He's being a jerk. So it's, like, easy to not like him, right? And be like, oh, I'm 100% I'm team Natasha. But when you go to Joe and Kendall, they're just two incredible people that just didn't work out because of location and logistics, which sucks. And that's why it makes and it so sad. And like you're watching Kendall speak and she has that like quiver in her mouth when she's trying to speak to Joe. Her throat is so tight and yeah. she's trying to keep the tears she's in. She's so choked up and you're like, oh my God, we've all been there before where we're just getting emotional and we're trying not to cry in the moment and trying to articulate our thoughts as best as possible while talking to someone that we're obviously still in love with and want to be with, but maybe have made mistakes in the past. And it's just like, oh God, we've all been there and it's just the worst feeling in the world. And Joe is dating this other girl, but you can totally tell that Joe is still kind of into Kendall. He's not fully he done said, with her he said he doesn't know whether he's still in love with her or not which means yeah i believe it he's just like he's he's confused which makes sense so i'm interested to see which direction that okay, goes okay but so let's take this one step at a time chronological order here yeah, um so we don't jump ahead um we're gonna focus on joe and kindle here for a second jared i'm glad you're here for this um because i do think you are probably have strong opinions i know ashley does as well um, if you don't mind, I want to guide us through breaking this down piece by piece uh, to help understand the situation. What do you think, being in paradise before the two of you, it feels like walking down the beach knowing that you care deeply for somebody? For Joe and Kendall, it was a deep love, knowing that they're there, not knowing if they're in a relationship or not, and waiting to like, what is that feeling like for them? This is why I wanted Jared to be here for two reasons, because one, we've been in a similar ish situation just in the fact that like we built a relationship off screen and then we had to go back on screen. And there's just so much exactly that thing people with wouldn't be able to understand that happened off screen. Right. Uh, and then I also wanted Jared to be here because of location, because it seemed like logistically well, I'll be honest. Okay. Go, okay. If go Ashley on. told me at the beginning of our relationship that she would never move to Rhode Island, I'm sorry, that's going to be a big factor within whether we pursue a relationship or not. Location is a factor. I know everybody says, oh, you move for the person that you want to be with. Yeah, it's so much easier to say than to actually do. Because why don't you be with someone and then move to a place that you've never been before where you have no friends and the only person you rely on is that significant other. A lot easier said than done. So I understand where Kendall's coming from. Having said that, while she's walking down the stairs to answer your question, yeah, Ben, question. she totally wanted to throw up in the bush because it's <laughs> just anxiety-ridden. You're going down there. You know what's going to happen. You know most likely he's in some sort of relationship he with somebody has else. to be at that he's, point. It's three weeks in. You know like, that he's he kissed two, somebody. Yeah, he's been through two rose ceremonies. So you, Kendall knew that he was at least talking to someone, 
and he went to freaking paradise. So there's a part of Joe that has moved on. She's well aware of this. But Kendall, I don't think would have gone to paradise if it weren't for Joe being there. I agree. Yeah. Interesting. So I think that all in all, Kendall definitely feels like she's in the lower position here because he has like all the positioning. Well, he's got the power. Because he's got the upper hand. He has all the upper hand because he's been there for weeks because he didn't go for her. And, and just and listen, Joe might be still confused, but it appears that Kendall's more invested in Joe than Joe's mm-hmm. invested in Kendall right now. And I'm not blaming Joe for that. That's just the way the situation unfolded. Unfortunately, Kendall didn't want to move to Chicago. I wish so badly that Kendall went down to paradise, very similar to the way Dean went down. Remember when Dean left and then came back for Kaylin yeah. and Dean was like, I am only here for you, Kaylin. I want to leave in a relationship. Because before that, Dean was like, I don't know if I'm ready to be in a committed relationship. He left. He realized he missed her. He came back. He's like, I want to try this i want to pursue this this is what i'm willing to do i am willing to commit to you i wish kendall went down and said listen joe i'm not over you i miss you this is what i i am willing to try chicago with you if you leave with me right now i'm willing to try chicago so let's pause here for a second because ashley and i a few weeks ago kind of were uh under the understanding that joe and kendall might have broke up for more than just logistics this episode I am now under the belief that logistics played the biggest part in their breakup. Now, Jared, you just said something that I, I'm interested in because I am not convinced from watching this episode and knowing the behind the scenes of everything and knowing how difficult this had to be for Kendall that she was going down to get Joe back. I, I'm not convinced that that conversation, she had the hope at the end to say, no, Joe and I are going to give this a shot again. I think they both needed closure or they needed to both openly communicate where they're at. In fact, Kendall holding in her tears was hard for me to watch because what I think they needed, two people that cared deeply about each other, two great people that we both spent, we've all spent time with, they just needed a good cry. Like Kendall just needed a good cry and say, Joe, I care about you. I don't know what this means. I don't know what this looks like, but I'm here in paradise to explore not only having this conversation with you, but also what it looks like for me to move on. Well, that's kind of that's kind of how Joe interpreted it too cuz he said to Serena after the fact, he's like, "Well, first it seemed like she was here to try to get back with me and then it seemed like she wanted to have some sort of friendship closure thing, so I don't really know what yeah, to see, make of the combo." That's why I think Kendall made a mistake going to Paradise because I love Kendall. We've talked to Kendall. She's the best. I want her to be happy. And seeing her go down there and be so confused about whether she wants to be with Joe or wants to pursue another relationship is, one, difficult to watch. But secondly, I think the wrong approach going to Paradise. What Joe did was the right way. You go to Paradise and you say, I'm here to explore other options. Now, was he ready for it? That could be a conversation to be had. But he was there only to pursue other relationships. When Kendall came in, I felt like she was confused about, do I I want to go for Joe because I feel like there's still potential in that relationship, but I also am open to other relationships. I think that's the worst thing you can do by She's going to paradise. She's lying to herself. It's exactly what I did. I was like, okay, I'm going to go down there. My main priority is that Jared's not with anyone. <laughs> and and if he's not, that, and he still doesn't want to be with me, then maybe I'll be open to being with other people. But in the honest part of my heart i just knew i was like 
No, I'm here to make sure that we eventually end up together. And I don't know. And what I think Kendall's, that's what she's. I don't doing. know what Kendall's thought process is, but listen, if the, she is going down with open minds for both, I think that's a mistake because there's no way you're going to be ready to move on and date other people if you're still kind of in love with your ex while your ex is. There. living with there. you in the same place like that's just not going to work because that's so true you could like go on dates with other people in real life and then be like oh i like them you know blah 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 totally but but there's something totally different about the person being right there in front of you with somebody else if kendall's confused do you think that it's a good place for her to be at on the same beach watching her ex-boyfriend who she still might be in love with well, she is pursuing she a relationship with someone else but that's my point so even if she's open to something else I think she needed to go down with one of two mindsets. Either one, I'm ready to move on from Joe and it's not going to bother me if I see him pursue other relationships because I'm going to pursue other men or I go down there for only Joe and I'm either yeah. leaving with Joe or I'm I'm, I'm leaving by myself because this idea of like, well, I'm going to try to balance both and see how it goes, I think is only going to hurt Kendall and I don't want Kendall to be hurt. And yet, if there's somebody there... If there's somebody really there that you like, it could happen. I'm just playing devil's advocate now. Yeah, but it can because, happen outside of paradise. Yeah, I know. Right. Right. But, like, I also don't think there's anybody there that Kendall's going to hit it off with. And I think that makes it even harder. Yeah. And timing exists here, too, where Joe's had the ability to show up to the beach without Kendall there to pursue a relationship. I mean, if Kendall was there on day one, we saw how hard it was for Joe to be on that beach and to see the places that him and Kendall connected at. He was reminiscing and living in it for, we saw, I mean, we don't know how long, two or three days, which is in this world feels like months. And he was able to move on because he met somebody else. Now, Kendall doesn't have that option. Yeah. Joe's, Joe's there. And so she's walking into a place where she processes these things and trying to move on. She has to also look across the beach and see Joe sitting on a bed with another girl, and that has to mess with her. It has to play with her head, and it has to set her back. She does not have the advantage here, or as the, he, she doesn't have the power here, because Joe was able to move on and take a whole day to himself and just yeah. be. She doesn't have that ability. Now, the all-star in this, I, I really did enjoy their conversation. I will say that it was hard to watch. I feel like there's a lot more there than what we even are able to grasp on television, um, there were some awkward scenes where like they're pointing out the place they had their first kiss and and then we see them even the next morning sitting at breakfast together side by side. I, I don't know, you know, what that looks like or what that feels like when you're down there, but there were some awkward moments. I thought that was a little bit much where they're like pointing out the places they they had connected. But Joe then um I think they both handled well. Joe goes over to Serena, uh, which is obviously a really tough position for her to be in. And I thought the way she supported him, like, made me like her a lot more than I already did. Where she said, he said to her, I think there's going to be a lot of conversations we have to have because there's a lot still to process, but I'm in this for you. And she says, I get it. I understand. That's okay. Like, we can't just gloss over that. Like, that's how everybody would respond. That is a very mature, no. incredible response for her. She's very mature. I also still think that he likes her a lot more than she likes him. I don't know. I just, the whole thing is so insane. You know, when we're, when we see friends go down there and people that we're like really yeah. invested in and our fr people that we know, 
It's yeah. so crazy while watching the show and being like, how is this happening? Because most of the mm-hmm. time when we watch Paradise now, we're so detached from it because it's most people that we don't meet till after the show that like it's it's a, it's a show. But like, man, when I see Joe and Kendall involved in this, I'm like, how is this happening? How is this girl just how how is Joe's new girlfriend, Serena, responding like this? If I was her, I'd be like, no, bro, like either you're over your ex or you're not. So it is very mature of her, but also like, oh, it's just heart wrenching all around for everyone involved. And it's emotionally exhausting. Do you have a little PTSD watching it? Oh, my! it's just it's it's I'm so happy we're not back there. (laughs) Well, I I think there's I think the world is happy that neither of you are back there. I think that would America's favorite couple and having a baby on the way. And you're just still happy you're not in paradise. But the. This, I mean, it's one of those moments where we say it on the almost famous podcast where real life intersects with the show. Um, so the question that I have for both of you, do you believe now without any teasers, without any spoilers, without any knowledge, and if you have it, then I don't want to hear it because I don't know. Do you believe that Kindle will be able to move on to at least pursue another relationship while in paradise this season? I don't think anybody's going to pique her interest, especially when she has the direct comparison of Joe there. Yeah, no way. I, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be Leo from Titanic would have to walk down the stairs for Kendall to be like, never mind, Joe, I'm moving on. Leo's a funny think... reference. Leo is the guy that stepped in the middle of Joe and Kendall last time. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think that she's i think kendall's fooling herself if she thinks she's gonna try to date other people in paradise judging from the conversation she had with joe especially she was the one who brought up when there were you referenced them talking on the bed and joe was saying this is yeah. like you know it's weird because this is where we have first conversation and kendall's like that's where our she first kiss happened to she was the trying nostalgia. totally yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. i don't blame her one bit she felt hope in that moment you could be like and that she was going to bring back all these memories. Of course. And before uh. we leave the Joe and Kendall conversation, I do want to say that I appreciate like them kind of telling us the timeline because they, because I remember watching and being like, I think Kendall might be off here because I remember when during COVID, when he flew to LA and we were like, oh, grocery store Joe flying to LA to see Kendall during the midst of all this. Very interesting. And that's when he reveals that he said like, you move to Chicago for a little while and give this a chance. So like he really did yeah. kind of exhaust all offers and it really options. options thank you. And it really was at the end of the day, her decision to break things off because she just couldn't move. And I, what we didn't hear from her was like, I regret that, or I would give it a chance now. And also what we didn't hear about was her twin sister. Cause she actually said before, so Kendall has a twin and she's spoken before about how she feels her we twin sister is oh, okay. Yeah. Like her soulmate. And like, I mean, you can kind of understand that. I can totally understand it. The Lauren and I talked about this last week when it became like a storyline and we just, I don't know. We're, 
even though I do think that we are as close as Kendall and her sister, yeah, we're okay. We're okay with being in separate spots. Yeah, but for some people, people have different relationships. Like you and Lauren talk on FaceTime, FaceTime every- three times a day, and you're fine with that. Like yeah. some people really need that in person. Well, that's like you need the. I can do the phone call thing, and you need to be I, in the presence. I'm but you like won't Kendall. talk as much, which is so funny because when Jared and I are with our family, like. I'm all about like you're connecting through talking. So I'm like constantly talking to my sister, but Jared connects just by being in the same room and he's yeah. maybe not necessarily as social. With I his connect family. with vibes. Yeah. That's right. Well, hey, to uh to move on from this, because it's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, and there's not a lot else we can say. My hot take from the question I asked previously, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's gonna be hard for Kendall to move on. And find somebody because I don't know right now if we're seeing anybody better than Joe on that beach. No. Maybe Ivan, but we don't get to see a lot of Ivan right now. We we don't get to like hear a lot from him. We don't see any connection romantically with him. So like that's a little bit of a mystery still. But everybody else is either in relationship or they have drama that's pulled them kind of out of relationships. And they're kind of either like forgotten about or moved on from like Kendall doesn't exactly have anybody that's going to live up to Joe because as we know, and as most of Bachelor Nation knows at this point, Joe is an incredibly charismatic, good-looking, smart, wise dude who cares deeply. It's going to be hard for her because any comparison to Joe on that beach right now is going to fall short. I think Ivan has a chance. I really do, but we've yet to see it. And that's where I get, you know. Yeah, Joe's a catch. You he's know, a catch. And she knows it and she's in love with him. I will say when Kendall walked down those stairs, both Ash and I looked at each other and was like, she looks oh she looks so good she looks fire yeah, she, yeah. She and i can say good. that because my wife is next to me and we can have a girl crush but yeah, yeah and she and he looks knows that like i think that joe's the cutest guy on the beach probably yeah yeah you know that I... probably yeah do you know that yeah. <laughs> is that, are you, you okay that. with that <laughs> but i also right. think that jared thinks that kendall's the prettiest girl on the beach i think that's his most type and it also yeah, helps yeah. that she uh, hasn't been living on a beach for the last like three weeks before that walk down. She, <laughs> she comes, yeah, she comes straight, straight down from the hotel. Hey, Jared, straight um, from AC. We're gonna take a break here. When we come back, I don't know if Jared's sticking around or not to talk about. Oh, he, 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 you can be free. Yeah, okay, free. Jared's out of here. But Jared, thanks guys, for joining. He's like, us. But wait enjoy, a second. Enjoy talking about Brendan he's and like, Natasha Saga and Piper. Because wow, wow. I mean, like, I mean, what are we doing here? It's has a wild this guy time. not seen has this guy not seen one previous season of Bachelor in Paradise? Like you had there's pretty much one rule. There's one rule. Just don't don't come in with like a previous relationship and 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 lie about it. Oh my god, this guy. Anyway, you guys take a break. Bye-bye. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. 
And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So then there's another love triangle, guys. Actually, this whole theme of this episode is love triangles. I like love triangles. They're fun Me to watch. Me too. Yeah. They are fun to watch. <laughs> okay, this one's between Mari and Kenny and Demi and like not so much Tia. There's not really a square here. I guess they really left that date being like, yeah, I don't think there's a big romance brewing between us. But basically, Demi is so funny because like... She really likes Kenny, but like, I don't know why she's so invested in Kenny. Do you get it? Like, I'm like, Demi, is this just like a a physical thing for you? Like, there's no way that you're this emotionally invested and hurt by this guy. I just feel like she's just like a tough. I just feel like she's so tough and like, oh, if he doesn't like me, then I'm not going to like him. And like, Mm. I can find gold in the real world, blah, blah, blah. But she's like really down and out. Well, I think there's a few things in I think Demi is it's tough. It's an ego thing. Well, I don't know. I think Demi is tough, but I also think we've seen in from all different parts, from like her being out of paradise and off of The Bachelor, that she is sensitive and that she has a deep emotional side. And so I think she gets hurt. And I think that her confidence is strong, but she's also like all of us. She has her insecurities and her places that can be hit and that really like throw her off. Um, And that's not just her. That's all of us. And I think right now what we're, and I don't know, but right now, if I were to say what I'm watching with Demi is she's not used used to right now getting turned down. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And I think that it's hard for her to process, especially in paradise where I wonder if she's like, you know, Kenny's batting out of his league with me. Like I'm Demi and this is Kenny and Kenny's fine. (laughs) But like, He's batting out of his league and he doesn't understand it. Um, And yet Kenny's going, yeah, but I have a bunch of other people here paying attention to me that I like and that I'm interested in. And so maybe I'm not batting out of my league. Maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right here. And so Demi's in this, like the, the competition side of Demi's coming out and we're seeing some frustrations with it. Yes. Yes. Uh, Let's just say Kenny totally is into Demi, not interested in anybody else. Would Demi be as into Kenny or is this like a a hard to get thing and a I'm feeling rejected thing? Yeah. So I I have friends like this. So I am not a, I'm not somebody that likes to be be like, uh, if somebody's playing hard to get, I'm not into it. Like I I don't like it. It doesn't feel good to me. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just different. Like people are different there where I would say, okay, if you're not into me, I'm going to say that's okay. And I'm moving on like, and I'm going to shut it off and move on because I think that's a defense mechanism for me to not be embarrassed, honestly, or to not feel like I wasn't chosen. Um, So I think there's two ways to look at, I think, and then some have the confidence to say, Hey, you're playing hard to get, I'm going to go harder at you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find a way to still enter into this. And at the end of it, hopefully we can mutually decide this is a good thing. Uh, I do though with Demi from what I'm seeing is like this hard to get thing is like appealing to her. Yeah. It's about winning right now. I feel like. Yeah. Because if he was just like Demi, I'm all about it. They might be fine 
they might have like a fun relationship. We might like mm-hmm. to watch them together because they they're like cute and like they would make each other laugh. But I don't know how long it lasts, and I also don't know how big of a foundation it builds. And it's it, what's weird here is ever since episode one, Kenny's interest in Mari, like he went to the beach for her. Oh yeah. You know, like he's been into this way before. And so I wonder if it's like that girl crush thing too, where he's like the girl that I've dreamed of, the girl that I came Mm -hmm. here for, the girl that I've like the celebrity crush thing, the celebrity crush. Now I've got her and now she's fighting for me. And so like, yes, Demi's awesome, but I'm still focused on the one that I came here for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mari says that the reason that she kind of said let's go on dates with other people was because she felt so much that she ended up getting scared and was trying to like kind of back out of it which uh again i'm not really that kind of person who it's like oh i have what i want i'm gonna i'm too scared i'm gonna give it away now but i know that so many people are like that did you buy that as a reason <sighs> yeah i mean i think i mean she and I hate, I, I don't want to use this excuse, but she is younger. Um, yeah. She is coming off into paradise. And I, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of people go into paradise hoping to find a relationship. They're also just hoping to have a good time and to like have a hot boy and girl summer and like mm-hmm. show off what they've been working on. Mm-hmm. And so she gets there and then all of a sudden this dude is into her. She's into him. She's feeling something towards him. Now, you know, she's a little jealous and she's fighting for him. And then all of a sudden she has to admit to herself, like, I don't want to just give this up. Like this isn't fun and games for me anymore. So I, I do buy it. Uh, I think, I think she's trying to communicate her emotions. I don't know if it's the full, you know, plethora of things that she's feeling. I do think she's scared that she could leave this thing in a serious relationship. And I think that would really throw off the plans. Like, I think there's like, you know, a lot that happens after paradise that people are excited for. She leaves with Kenny. Well then, you know, she's this. What is this all for? I don't know. If she would feel like it was a, it was a big win for her. I get that. Um, that kind of rolls us over into the whole Natasha, Brendan, Oof. uh, Piper drama, because this is going to be a long they certainly talk. Went, they certainly went in with plans and figured that they would come out with, uh, certain, they had expectations of how they would come out of paradise self-admittedly with uh, more followers. <laughs> the most astonishing thing I heard on this show in the longest time was, did you see the Us Weekly article? I gained 10,000 followers from it. That was when all things stopped and you couldn't defend them anymore. Like, even if you were trying to defend them, no. Yeah. That whole conversation on the couch Oh, my God. It made me cringe. So let's start at the beginning. But laugh hilariously. I don't know, Ashley. It made me mad. We were, were, okay, jaw dropped. All right, maybe not laughing, but just eyes bugging out, jaw dropped. Yeah, I wonder what... I wonder what it is. And I want to, I do want to go back and start at the beginning here so that we can break down all, all the scenes. But I wonder yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is start at the beginning. with me where I watch that and I get really frustrated with the two of them. Uh, because one, I feel like they're messing with other people's emotions. I think they're v- extremely selfish in the strategy that they've put in place 
to try to get more followers for I don't know what reason. Is it money? Is it fame? Is it attention? It, it frustrates me and then it saddens me because I know what it's like to have followers and it's not fulfilling and it doesn't satisfy. And so the pursuit of that and, and as you move forward to try to get that and you hurt others in the process, it feels really ugly to me. Like it feels really hard for me to watch and I get really frustrated. I understand that. And that's just me. Uh, it's hard for me to enjoy. Um, and also like, you know, we know, you and I both know when we say it, like we know people whose lives have been positively affected by the show and very negatively affected by the show. Uh, and this is also one of those cases where when you go out with these intentions, it's probably going to negatively affect your life by going on the show. And that sucks to watch because I don't want people's lives to be worse for going on, even though I know it happens. And so it's hard for me to see. Anyways, okay, let's start Let's start at the beginning and then we're going to get to that and we can, we can break that down a little more. Okay. Natasha is very clear with Brendan uh, about where she's at. And she's now feeling more positive about their relationship than ever. Brendan is uh, validating those feelings um, yes. in, in a fairly strong way. So I'm convinced at this point, oh, he isn't a not Natasha. Not surprising. Natasha's great. We love Natasha. She's and we've, so pretty. And we've been rooting for her this whole time as she's pursued Brendan. So, Ashley, take it from there. Well, then we see them having a good moment, of course, when Piper walks in, doesn't even ask any of the other guys to sit down and chat. Like, she makes it very obvious, even walking down the stairs. She goes, hey, I'm Piper, and I'm here for Brendan. And then she asks Brendan. He doesn't really have any hesitation. He says yes. It's everything that Natasha was kind of warned about, but but didn't believe because honestly it would be hard to believe that somebody would ever go down there with such a set relationship. Like, like to the point where Piper was kind of hurt to hear on the date that, that Brendan didn't consider her a girlfriend. Yeah. And obviously I don't know where his head's at. He's been on the podcast. Uh, we enjoyed our conversation with him. I hope he comes back on. And this is obviously going to sound like, I mean, I think most of the people are going to, pick Natasha's side here because it's pretty clear, but we'll try to do this with understanding his intentions the best we can. But the one thing that's clear is we've, he's on not like television. Things are being recorded and filmed. He lied. He did lie to Natasha multiple he lied times, so many times, multiple times. He lied to Natasha. So that is just the truth that if he was on here, I would ask him that same question. I said, why did, why would you lie to her? So he lied to Natasha. Then Piper comes down. They have this conversation. They're obviously together. They've dated. She's uh, flown to Boston. They spent the day together before he left. Ten times, as we later find out, which is so much different than the two times that he told Natasha. Uh, and then just like on the date, we, you can see that he, she was like, he was like, you know, it's really hard for me to like kind of say that I didn't I was trying to wait for you and not trying to play with anybody because that would be a bad look but even though it's a bad look I'm kind of admitting right now that that is exactly what I did like they admitted on that date that he had this, that, that, that there was a strategy that he was like I'm not going to allow myself to get close to another girl enough that it would be wrong and so at this point, we don't know what their intentions are in this. Mostly, I, I guess personally, I'm just confused when I'm watching this scene on like, 
Why did they come to paradise? What were they hoping for? Well, we find out, um, really, we get started getting the hints that they came for the following and um, the fame. And I'm still not fully sold out on that yet until we see him on the couch. But I'm not so fully sold out on that yet because I'm like, there's a lot of other reasons why you go to paradise. Maybe he wasn't convinced that Piper was the right person for him. Maybe Piper wasn't fully convinced. Maybe they just want to go explore their options and see if paradise led them to be a stronger couple than before. Like all those things I could get behind. Well, that's very nice of you. Like you're definitely looking at at the uh, maybe a little naively, but you know, you're giving them shots. Well, yeah, mostly because like I would, I, I cannot believe that two people would come down to paradise. He would pursue a relationship just to stick around not just in, in a relationship with somebody that obviously like we're more fired up than most because Natasha is somebody that we like so much that we're like this, this is, and she was leaving her emotions on her sleeve. He'd pursue this relationship and then turn on its head, all four followers and all four fame. Well, that gets us to the next point, which is where we see them on the couch having a conversation that we, we brought up just a few minutes ago. And it's very clear now to me, again, another, I think, statement that I'd make about this situation, just like I said that Brennan did lie to Natasha, is they definitely came here for the followers. That's all they're talking about. It's all they're joking about. It's all they're bringing up to each other. Can you believe that they are saying this mic'd up? What are they thinking? I know there's that time where he holds the mic and then is like, I'm incriminating myself too much. Yeah. It's like, I'm so far gone right now. But I, I'm like, are you guys that dense right now to think that this is not being filmed yeah well the truth is they're they will get more followers because of this i mean that's the that's the other thing that's frustrating is you know you watch this and you're like yeah you're going you're going to like it, it happens i was gonna unfollow him yeah <laughs> well just listening to that conversation i was like i'm gonna unfollow you because of this now but you know that's going to happen, right? Like, we know that's going to be the case is that yeah. they're talked about a lot. They're going to be in a bunch of headlines. This is going to work for them. Um, and and so, but when, when it works for them, we still can't dismiss the fact of how much this probably hurts the other people involved. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and it's also probably hard on the people watching it, I would imagine, when you're down there going, this is sad. Like, this is... It's, it's hard for Natasha, but it's really sad for the rest of the people there because... I wonder how many of their relationships are, get put into question on intentions at this point. Because it feels like to this point on Paradise, there's some really good relationships there that maybe don't care about the fame at all, knowing that it's still going to come. But they don't, they're not there for that. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, when, when Piper and Natasha sit down together, that's when you know a lot of lies come out. Mm-hmm. They talk about uh, the fact that they were together the weekend that he left for paradise. Then there was the whole like we hung out 10 times thing. And meanwhile, he's definitely seeming like he's talking to a producer in the way that it, it looks to me. He says, it's not as if I ruined her chances with anyone else. Like oh, there geez. wasn't anybody else showing interest in her. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he he made some comments like from the Brendan that we had on the podcast and the Brendan that like, I still think if I mean, I want to ask him all of this. I don't know if we'll ever get the opportunity. He made some comments that were like really hurtful um, and just untrue. Like Natasha is a catch uh, and and it sounds like we're just like her biggest fan team here, but we are. Um, but like somebody would have been interested in her. Somebody would have been intrigued uh, yeah. by her. Like that's crazy to think that nobody would. That's- 
so rude and so crazy and inaccurate. And then he also says when he sits down with her, he says this was a friendship, not a romantic relationship. And then he says that Natasha had selective hearing. Yeah. So what do you call it when like it, that was that was the moment where I got the most fired up is the yes. conversation between Natasha and Brendan, where honestly, I could have respected it if he would have said to her, Natasha, I did come down here for Piper and I'm sorry that like you got mixed up in this uh, because that isn't fair to you. But yes, the the intention was for me to be with Piper. And like now that she's here, I'm going to spend time with her. Instead, he tried to make Natasha feel crazy. Well, that's definition gaslighting. Yeah. He was. And I was like, he is a dick. Like, yeah. he, he, this is this is a dick behavior. And, he, and like he never held up. He never backed up on that. Like even when she was like, Brendan, here's the things that you told me. Here's the facts of like what you said to me. He's like, I don't remember saying that. Or you have selective hearing or there's nobody else here for there had been nobody else here for you. Like it was a consistent reminder to Natasha and like, and and like he knows darn well, again, give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe during that conversation, even he, uh, he didn't remember it. Maybe his intentions were like discombobulated, whatever. But then he proves on the couch with Piper that like he was annoyed by Natasha, that he was dragging her around, that he oh, knew exactly right. what so he was doing. I'm so annoyed by her. <gasps> yeah. And then he even says to her face, like, I didn't prevent you from establishing any other connections. He's like, who would you would have, who would have you have been with? That was heavy. I, I'm interested to hear how our listeners are going to respond because obviously like you and I are both fired up about it. And like, it was hard to watch. There was a lot going on there that just felt unhealthy. Um, and they always teach us a thing or two, especially with their comments. Maybe they'll see something we don't. Um, I, I just wanted to see Brendan, um, again, if he felt like he got mixed up in something and it got too big for him to handle and he had to like apologize and say, Natasha, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I'm, I do want to spend time with Piper. We did have something before. Um, this is where I'm going to go with this. It would have been an understanding. But at this point now, Natasha just feels crazy. She's confused. But like, no, but she's better than that. Like, she knows that she doesn't feel crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, Natasha's like a strong enough woman who believes in herself enough. I think that she's like not emotional. I don't think she's affected in that way. I don't think she's like thinking less of herself. I think she's like, no, he's a dick and I'm I'm lucky I got rid of him. That's fair. I hope so. I hope that's where this is going. Uh, Be interesting, interesting to watch, Ashley, as we move forward. It was not a good moment for me to watch. I didn't enjoy that part. It was it it was entertaining in a lot of ways, but it was also unlike the Joe and Kendall situation. The Natasha Piper Brennan situation um, was like heavier and it was hard uh, for me to for all of them uh, involved because I felt like there was a lot of deception, a lot of confusion. and it, and it's just it was too hard for me to see Natasha um, leave those conversations feeling or hearing the things that she had to hear and watching the things that she had to watch. And then the couch, uh, honestly, for me, just kind of summarized everything. Where I was like, you know what? I'm okay coming on the podcast and saying I'm not okay with this. Like I'm I've, I feel really good now saying like this was a messed up situation and one person got really hurt in it. Yeah. These are one of these, it's one of those moments that you're like, man, as much as I love Michelle as Bachelorette, 
these moments in paradise that you're like, oh, could we just wait a little longer to pick the next lead because Natasha would have been amazing. Well, from the way things are going right now, she might she might be there. Uh, she could be at next season after Michelle and after whoever the Bachelor is. Hey, Ashley, I think that's enough on uh, the breakdown of this episode. Uh, things you're looking forward to on the upcoming episode tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't get I didn't see this because my version doesn't have this. No, I just asked it off the top of my head. Uh, what what is there of fortunate? Well, okay, well, what I want to see more of is one Becca, two yeah. Tia, and three the Joe and Kendall conversation continue. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was expecting more Joe and Kendall towards the end of this episode for it to come back up again, but I'm assuming that's because tonight's episode Tuesday, or you know whatever day it is supposed to be, <laughs> um, is is going to lead with it, I think. And then with Becca, her being, you know, a former bachelorette, I just think it's kind of crazy that we haven't even seen her go on a date yet or yeah. really establish anything romantic. Yeah, with the week coming to a close here pretty soon, right? Yeah. Also, a weird thing about this episode that I don't even know. If, we didn't have a host. There was no sign of a host I the whole episode. Know. So weird. And what's also interesting about that is I feel like you didn't really need one. I don't really think you need one for Paradise. Interesting. Well, hey, uh, let's take a break here. We come back. We're going to breeze through Bachelor headlines of this week. Uh, And then we're going to take a break until uh, we come out tomorrow to break down another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. But until then, we'll be back with Bachelor headlines. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. 
And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for Bachelor Headlines with our host and expert, Ashley Iconetti. Well, first headline is this. Michelle Young, the next Bachelorette, stuns in new Bachelorette promo for upcoming season 18. The quote is, I'm ready. Oh, well, she looks ready. She looks sexy. She looks dominant, uh, like a leading lady should. Uh, and she says, she says, I'm looking for someone who's going to change the world with me. I'm ready. And then uh, she's in this gorgeous dress. You know, it's very glammy. It's very like classic glam, old school Hollywood, which kind of brings us to our next headline. <laughs> did you read yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, I did read it. Uh, Katie Thurston reacts to Michelle Young's glam bachelorette promo. The quote is, I wore a rubber purple skirt backwards. This is according to us. (laughs) Yes, that's funny. She said that 
the skirt, which everybody made fun of in the promo because it just wasn't the best look, was a shout out to her vibrator. I didn't realize that. Never put two and two together. But it is kind of funny. Was was that vibrator purple? I don't remember. I I think it was always like blacked out. So I don't think we ever saw it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, she she may actually be a little annoyed at this. Yeah. Uh, she said, regardless, I found love and I hope Michelle does too. I think she's actually a little annoyed at the difference in the promos. Uh, I would say it probably has to do with timing. Uh, they have a little bit more time to crank out a promo when somebody is chosen to be the bachelorette like six months before filming starts. When Katie's season, it was like a week before. Yeah, and uh, I mean, to be honest, like it's very, it was very clear that they really wanted Michelle Young as a bachelorette. Like they moved yeah. filming schedules around yeah. just to have her as a bachelorette. So like they've been prepping for Michelle Young, like you said, for months. And they've also just, they're very, like very excited for her to be the bachelorette. So, um, but yeah, Katie made a good joke about it. She found love. Hopefully Michelle does too. I think that's a great comment and I hope they both do. Well, um, we recently had Connor Brennan on the Almost Famous podcast, and here's a headline about him. Bachelor in Paradise's Connor Brennan and Victoria Paul spotted together in Nashville after filming. Well, guys, they both do live in Nashville, and they both have been on the show, so I'm pretty sure they could be friends. They didn't exactly hit it off the first week of Paradise. They weren't involved at all, um, but uh, there was a girl got a... Got a video of them dancing. There's no sight of kissing or anything like that. I do not know that there's anything juicy here. No, I think uh, I think they're probably hanging out. They both live there. Uh, maybe friendly, maybe not. Oh, who knows? But next headline is former Bachelor Matt James is set to compete. Allegedly, we don't, we can't confirm this. This is a rumor, but allegedly set to compete on season thirty of Dancing with the Stars. This is according to. Us. Yep. And while the network has not commented on this casting news, the full cast is going to be announced uh, this coming Wednesday, September 8th. And if he is on the list, he will be joining Trista Sutter, Melissa Rycroft, Jake Palvaca, Sean Lowe, Chris Souls, Nick Fayol, Joe Mable, Hannah Brown, and Caitlin Bristow, amongst all the Bachelor alums that have also competed on Dancing with the Stars over the past few years. I've always taken offense that I was never asked. And um, I think that's because the show saw me dance a few times and they're like, yeah, this is more embarrassing than good. Oh, well. The Higgy? The, the Higgy. Higgy. Thought it would work. Yeah. Thought it was a move. Hey, <laughs> Rachel Kirkinell, uh admits that she hit rock bottom after being pressured to stay silent on resurfaced pictures. Mm, very interesting. Okay, so on Monday, Rachel appeared on a show called Unscripted Live, um, From Privilege to Progress, where she recalled the days leading up to her apology. She said, I had a lot of people in my ear saying, you'll have time, don't make it worse. You'll have your time to speak. We'll give you a platform, just wait it out. She uh, continued to say, I felt pressure to keep it all in and to wait and to stay silent. And ultimately, you know, she decided to take the first steps and apologize for her actions in an Instagram post. So I finally decided to put a statement out. And then obviously that wasn't enough because it's not actually a conversation. Anyone could have written that statement, which a lot of people had thought. 
Um, I didn't even have any sort of representation at that point. People were like, wow, her publicist did great with this. And that's when I was like, this isn't enough. Um, yeah, so interesting. Always something I kind of thought about. Yeah, it is interesting. And it, I mean, obviously it was uh, a major season in terms of Rachel uh, in terms of the show. And so it's interesting to hear this stuff come out. I, you know, I think a lot of people were just hoping she would have the freedom to talk um, and share where she was at and what was going on. So it's interesting that she felt pressured not to. Um, but we're starting to hear more about it now. Uh, Ashley, to switch gears just a bit, we were texting about this this week and I was, I, I want to know what was up. Uh, and so I asked you and you didn't really know either, but now we do have, um, some uh, concrete uh, statement here that Bachelor's Corinne Olympio splits from boyfriend Vincent after nearly two years. The quote is, they weren't meant to be. I know. So sad. Um, you and I were kind of speculating it based on like Instagram activity. And then when I saw this headline, I texted Corinne and um, I'm sad that they didn't work out. Uh, it looks like she will be moving out of Arizona. They were living together, and apparently they've had only minimal communication since the split. Mm. It's tough, because I know that was a relationship that we had Corinne on, and she talked about, she was excited about, and you had dinner with, and so, um, yeah, it's tough. Well, hey, uh, interesting headline here. Bachelor in Paradise's Chris Conran, who we haven't heard much from on this episode, which literally is, didn't see his face this episode. Yeah, it's interesting, but he hits back at fans questioning his sexuality. I guess friend, fans were out there uh, questioning uh, what he was interested in. Yeah, well, Chris said on Instagram this week, I've noticed rumors of people questioning my sexuality. I'm not gay. It's disrespectful that society effeminates Asian men and uses gay as a derogatory term. Don't impose sexuality on individuals. Well, interesting conversation that Chris is now having out there in the world. Um, on to the next uh, uh, topic, which is about Lance Bass. He wants to host a season of The Bachelor with LGBTQ contestants. This is according to NBC News. Well, Lance and I have talked about this before. <laughs> he would be so good at something like this. He did something similar on a cable show where it was a, a house full of eligible gay men. And now it looks like he is interested in doing maybe a spinoff um, or or maybe just a version or just The Bachelor where it is um, with a LGBT lead. Uh, he said, and I, he, he goes, this is a quote from him. He goes, if you want the most dramatic season ever, do an LGBT version. I think it's time for The Bachelor to do a gay bachelor. I think that would be so much fun. And I definitely know a host if you need it. He said, I, I have not talked to anyone about it, but I would be so down. So interesting. Um, I mean, I know you're down. The more you can watch of... Uh, our buddy Lance Bass, the happier you are. Well, Colton Underwood seen kissing a man in Hawaii four months after publicly coming out. This according to ET. 
Yes. So he was spotted kissing Jordan C. Brown in Hawaii. The pictures are from TMZ. In these shots, Colton and uh, Nubu, uh, Jordan, are lounging shirtless on the beach while staying at the Four Seasons in Maui. Colton has posted about being at the Four Seasons in Maui this week. Um, And Colton is like on his phone. Brown's reading a book. And in between all this lounging, they share a kiss. And uh, that's what we got right now. And and by the way, this guy, Jordan Brown, he is Los Angeles-based. He's 38. He is the founder of One Blue Hill, which is a boutique political strategy agency. And I read that he, I believe he worked on the Obama and Hillary Clinton campaigns before um, founding this agency well bachelorette's michael uh a as we like to know him shares tribute to late wife laura on anniversary his quote is keep Mm. smiling down on us so sad he says happy anniversary darling i miss you so much that i'm actually at a loss for words imagine that keep smiling down on us as you always have and i'll continue trying my hardest to make you proud So much has changed, and yet my love for you remains the same. I will continue to carry you with me on a journey that was meant to be ours. (sighs) And while your body is not near, your spirit remains alive in our hearts. I love you to the moon and back, pumpkin. I'm going to start crying. Um, Thanks for all the love, laughter, and memories that I'll soon never forget. Oh, my. Uh, Oh, pumpkin. I know. Well, hey, that's all the headlines we have for today. Uh, That's also the end of the podcast. Uh, I am going to take a week off. Ashley will hold down the fort with, I believe, a special guest co-host, Derek Paith. Uh, We'll be filling in. Um, I'll miss you all. Ashley, I'll miss you. Have a great week. I'll miss you. I'll be thinking about you. Thank you. I'll be back next week. But until then, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye, guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.